Greetings, vloggers, bloggers, followers, and potters. Dustin here from Dustin's Dynasty with the second installment of this week's vlog. Uh, today, we're going to start a new series. I guess I was kind of inspired to do this by a panel last night um, on autism and dating. And so I thought I would share uh, some, some insight on how I feel on things and things that have come up in my life or things that I know that can help autistics. Uh, you know, uh, do things or be be well relation not only just relationships but friendships too. As such, I want to start with my disclaimer. My start with my background. My background today is of Bachman Rock at Ohio Pal State Park in the fall. Uh, hence, with the fall theme this week of the fall foliage coming out in Western Pennsylvania. The background is by the Western Pennsylvania Conservancy. I was near Bogman Rock a few weeks ago, but there was too many cars, so I didn't get to see it. But from their view here of the Zoom background, it looks wonderful. Uh, I will include information about that in the description. Uh, without further ado, we'll get into the blog series. So starting the, the preface, I want to preface by saying this is the first in my Forging Relationships blog series. While it's certainly no expert, it, I am in my mid-30s. I do have some insight to share about relationships within my community. The uh, intention is to provide insight and knowledge on topics of relationships. And whether dating or as a friend, it's common sense that uh, us um, autistics face today. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and talk about some things that I noted. And one of the big things I noted uh, last night when, when while we were talking, well, the panel was discussing a plethora of things when you are engaged in a relationship. Uh, the main thing is there were some family members who stated, you know, their autistic children will never be, they don't want, they don't seem interested. And that can be very well be the case because, you know, I didn't have my first, well, it was a it was a messed up relationship, but it was it did happen, and that'll be segueing into our next video next week. But um, you know, when you don't know, you know, you have a date at the age of thirty, and you know, so it, it's kind of nuanced to me. But I didn't really care about that, you know, ten or fifteen years ago when you know when neurotypicals kind of think of it that way. So you know. Um, that's just kind of the, the, the practice of what, you know, you experience, I think, you know, as, as an autistic person, you know, when you experience that, you know, it's just part of life and, um, you know, you, you know, when it's time, I, I that's the best way I can describe it. I'm sorry to, to keep you guys, um, going here. I couldn't find my, my post, my post here that I, my notes that I wrote. So the first thing, uh, you know, people think, well, if there are if two people are on the autism spectrum, uh, well, they, they're, they're made for each other. And that is simply not the case. Um, I had one time I met a young female on the spectrum. Well, she was a couple years younger than I am, but she, she blatantly said she would never, never date, you know, somebody on the spectrum because that what the chemistry or in the compatibility just wasn't there. So it's a common misconception that we want to date others because we just want somebody, you know, to, to connect and 
when we can be in our environment and be ourselves. And that's the main thing. That's just, we want to be somebody who we can be ourselves around. It's like the toast. You don't want to be on, you have, it's, you have to be on, you know, what, what do you look like in an, in, in a home environment versus on an outside environment? And those are very two different sides of the hand. So you don't know, like my outside may be very different from an inside person, you know? So that's just, you know, and it could take a few dates, you know, you're not going to go to the one and say, well, that, you know, and say, oh, I'm going to give it up. I'm not going to do it anymore. That's just not a thing. So with that in mind, you want to pick a good date spot. And I've probably picked some horrible places. I've picked the movie theater. That's one of the last places I should have been. And, you know, there, it, it taught me a lot about myself, you know, rather than being where I needed, where I was supposed to be. So a neurotypical person might think it's a, a dimly bustling bar, bustling bar is an excellent place for a first date. And it's known for, you know, many pickups and things like that. But for someone on the spectrum, it's just the worst place you can be. And I've, I've dined in places on second dates and such in restaurants. I've went at the beginning of the day and it's still a challenge. Um, sometimes, you know, it's common for... For someone on the spectrum to be uncomfortable, distracted, in a loud, crowded place. And there's heightened senses that we as autistics experience. So, you know, things like flashing lights, loud noises, they're making unpleasant for us. And it's important to do your due diligence as far as location and activities are concerned. On a smaller note, on a small sidebar, I want to mention that autistics that also identify as LGBTQ+, I have a, this, this creates a heavier barrier because many in the community, uh, they, the mainstream community likes to find, you know, uh, bars, bars are the hookup scene, bars, dark lights, everything sensory overloading is, is where the, the, the scene is. And when you take all that away, you're, it's a one in a million shot, a one in a million shot. And so you have to really do your research. It's all I can tell you. Um, so the magic touch. So moving into the magic touch, um, you know, we, we adult as adults on, on the autism spectrum, we desire physical aspects, although some people wouldn't believe it. But our, what, what we sometimes want is a sensory seeking sort of thing. And we would find that more pleasurable than anything. You should always discuss your touch preferences when, if you, if you want to be touched, sometimes it's a, it's a, you know, we have to make sure that consent is going across back and forth. You know, a key, key thing is communication guys and keeping that open at all times and making sure what you can touch, cannot touch. I always said that, um, you know, if, if a partner may need pressure, it's not an aggressive, it's a firm and it's consistent. It's not typically what you think with tender romantic love may cause discomfort to some like kissing. I, I preferably don't like kissing all the time, but, or you're the holding hand sort of thing. It's not totally what I want, but um, it's, it's somebody described it as smashing faces together. So another thing, you know, that you have to think about, are you ready for change? And Autistics don't respond well to change. Many, many of them don't. And they, they, they thrive on routine, stability, and familiarity. 
they often maintain their interest and maintain the same interest and taste. So, you know, if that meal consists of going to McDonald's all the time, and I, I've been there, done that, I, I, I like McDonald's once in a while, it can be a challenge. And, you know, sometimes you eat the same thing all the time, it can be a challenge. Um, you know, there's a dependency on that set routine and abrupt changes alter the regular scheduled programming can make someone anxious or even angry. And I've seen that, um, you know, challenging of a su suddenly canceling or making a sudden change in a previously scheduled plan can, can make, can, can make somebody very anxious and very angry. And I have seen that also as autistics, um, it's important to understand what one's, you know, your sensory trigger. So, you know, when you're going out with someone, what your triggers are, what, what sensitivities that you are dialed up to the max, like some things are overwhelming and painful, probably going to the movie with a friend as my first date was probably not a good idea. It's probably the worst idea. And then going to a bar later was probably another bad idea. Uh, you could be halfway through that date and suddenly get angry and feel your need to leave because the wait staff don't come to you right away. And that's an ever-growing problem uh, with the pandemic going on is we're having to wait longer for things. And sometimes it, we, we as autistics have to more work on that challenge and build up that challenge to be more you know, aware of those things, be self-aware of those things as well. Um, you know, it's, it's hard. And, you know, when they keep walking by us or don't give us the attention we need, that could be a problem. Patience is a must and effort should be made to be, to, to avoid bringing uh, autistic individuals into a particular, potentially uh, triggering environment. Um, you should also, um, as autistics, give, make sure somebody gives you time to process big decisions. At some point or another in a relationship, if you ever get in one, and if you're ready, do you realize that decisions will need to be made? And whether it's something small like deciding where to eat for dinner or a more significant down the road thing like, you know, buying a home together or getting married or moving in together, it's critical to understand transitions are very, we, as we know, autistics have a hard time with transitions and they can be hard to comprehend sometimes. So we have to, you know, if anybody, you know, so, you know, you just have to be more patient. It's all you can ask. Um, you know, it's, it's a very hard thing. So those are just some of the things that I find that are particularly a need and you need to be aware of those things. Um, just because, you know, we have to be mindful. But if you're, but absolutely, if, if one, if an autistic person is not ready to date, don't force it on them. They'll figure it out in their own time. And they may not very well may not want to be with somebody. Uh, you know, sometimes I think, do I really want to be with somebody? And, you know, I, I like a good friend or two. And there's nothing wrong with that or finding a natural support. But I feel that, like, you don't need, you don't need that. I don't need that constant. It'd be a lot to, to support somebody. Uh, as far as me getting married, that probably likely won't happen. Uh, I, I would say... I wouldn't say never, but it's about a 95% chance that that wouldn't happen. And I'm okay with that. And I've accepted that. Um, it, you know, sometimes we think, is it easy to accept? Sometimes it's not, but most of the time it is. 
because I think mentally to handle more somebody else's life in addition to mine can be difficult at times and it can be a hard thing to bow. And I don't want to put that strain on somebody who's depending on me or having to share those needs or share those burdens or be a burden for someone. And I know I'm not a burden, but I think, you know, also that I don't want to, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want them to be a burden and I don't want to be a burden for them. I don't want to, I don't want to make their life difficult because their needs aren't met. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword if you look at it and you see it, but it, it really, it really puts things in perspective that why I don't want to do things. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm okay with things the way they are. I'm okay with the things that the way they are now. And I think that's what matters the most. So with that, I just want to conclude this, this video of this series. Uh, next week, we are going to talk about, uh, when somebody uh, somebody asks us, well, not really ask us the date, but the the faux signs of when somebody is hitting on us or started speaking slang uh, to, to, to try to get us our interest into being a companion. And I've experienced that and I want to share my experience next next week. So with that, I want to thank you for listening to this installment. As always, you can be sure to like or dislike this video if you want. Be sure to tap that notification bell to get more notifications. Uh, be sure to uh, subscribe to my channel. Uh, be sure to follow, like, like or follow on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Dustless Dynasty. I'm on the web at DustlessDynastyUSA.com. You can also follow me on TikTok and Pinterest at DustlessDynastyASD. And you can also find me on many streaming platforms where this vlog will be posted and many of the blog and the blog posts I write every week, including Spotify. I want to thank you for listening. Be sure to have a good weekend, everybody, and have a good weekend. Thank you.